Okay, welcome to the Minimalist Tech Podcast. The audio quality of this episode is going to be quite bad. I apologize, I'm not in my normal podcast space. And I haven't made an episode in at least a few weeks. I have been... How do I say this? There's a bunch of things that have happened. Uh, on the minimalist front, I finally got rid of my my uh, this recliner chair that I had in my little. I called it my little movie room because I had a little. It's basically like really comfortable space, surround sound, you know, side table, um, you know, Xbox, TV, PlayStation, Switch, you know, all that. <laughs> just very comfortable space to, like, sit down, put my feet up, eat, and, you know, watch entertainment or play some game or something. And uh, I had intentions of getting rid of that for a long time. Was not able to do it on my own through a circumstance that was sort of outside of my control. I uh, basically, the, the chair got like, something spilled on it and was just not usable at that point and so I took it as a sign and finally got rid of the chair which opened up the room and uh, so now I have just that sort of open space that I've discussed before where it just allows for movement and that sort of thing. So so I've been... I mean, the amount of movement that I have the last you know, week or so since I've not had the chair in there has been significant compared to what it used to be. I also purchased a it's called a silent basketball basically uh, I don't know this is sort of like basketball shaped almost like foam-ish ball that you can use inside where that doesn't make any noise plus if it's just like if it bangs into something it's not going to damage anything you know unless something falls off something but um but I purchased that, which was like a, not a Kickstarter, but that type of thing. And uh, so I've been using that a lot. So, you know, laying, my, laying on my back and kind of shooting up towards the ceiling or just dribbling around in that room or just the, the act of getting up and sta- sitting down. And, you know, there's just a ton of movement compared to what I had just with the chair and um, 
So that's the thing. But the other thing on the minimalist side is there's like a bunch of emotional sort of um, familial stuff. So there's, I think I've discussed this before about, you know, minimizing things and evaluating what you want in your life also gets into who you want in your life and when it comes to like familial relationships things can get a little more complicated um, because you know parents have a certain view um, of you as an uh, you know sort of child relationship even if you're an adult well into adulthood which can be awkward or sometimes really dysfunctional um, and there's also like sibling relationships where depending on your like order of your, you know, whether you're like oldest, middle child, or youngest, that those type of things can also affect your experience, and so so I think like, you know, oldest child children don't really understand or appreciate the difficulties of the youngest child, and vice versa. Uh, you know. And so you have a lot of like there's a, there's a little there it's a difficult thing um because it's easier to separate yourself from relationships you know friendships and things like that that you might consider toxic or things that are not serving you um but when it comes to family it's a it's a, a lot more difficult and layered um, and so there's like you know there's a lot of emotional weight with that type of stuff whether it's trying to set boundaries and not having boundaries respected or um, or identity issues where people have been in your life for a long time and sort of have some idea of they have a idea of what your identity is or they, they, they have a uh, concept of what you are you know what your identity is and which can be quite different than from like who you actually are uh, and so you know because they may be holding on to some view of you as a child where once you're an adult like that those things are not applicable in the same way and so there can be a lot of like well-intentioned or well-meaning or just like um, I don't know there's a sort of like ownership over 
who you are and a lack of respect or acknowledgement or understanding of who you actually are. Um, and so, I, you know, there's those things that I've been uh, getting a better understanding of and trying to understand how to move forward with that, those things, um, especially with, like, uh, aging parents. It uh, becomes more complicated because there's the extra weight of the reality of not knowing how much time you have with people, but also the recognition of, uh, like, not allowing too much, uh, like, guilt associated with those types of things, you know? There's, there's still, like, the reality of the need for healthy boundaries, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's complicated stuff. It's complicated stuff, and um, and if you decide to, you know, put up boundaries or create separation, then often um, those things can be viewed negatively by peripheral people who have, you know, their again their own views on you and what your experience was like without knowing what your experience was like. Complicated stuff. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot there. And also working through... I just, I'm fascinated by a lot of, like, I suppose, like, psychological work, like, sort of Carl Jung, um, sort of Jungian psychology, uh, conversations or, or sort of, um, archetypes, as well as, like, shadow work and, and sort of this concept of integrating shadow is quite interesting, um, and, you know, people talk about, like, famous literary works, um, which there are many, um, that, you know, can and, and certainly are and should be, uh, sort of respected in, I guess, uh, I don't know what the word is, admired or that holds a lot of wisdom, I suppose, or information, knowledge. Um, things potentially can be transformative. But there is a stereotype, uh, or at least I certainly understand that at a certain point it's changing, but um, there has not been as much respect for uh, video games as there have been has been with like great literary works or, or movies you know films but what I'm discovering is that there <laughs> certain games that I have played um, in the past 
are much, much, much deeper uh, than I previously understood. Uh, one of these examples is Silent Hill, which is a really well-known and uh, revered video game. However, the story in that game is, is quite... Um, more, I don't know, it, it sort of involves a lot of, um, like, ancient concepts and things like that that are, that actually play into things like, uh, you know, um, The Wizard of Oz, and even, like, that story sort of points to a lot of older things, and, um, So so there's there's several games that um, another one I would consider be quite good is a game called Control, which gets into a lot of uh, really interesting concepts as well. But th- there's actually several, um, several that you can really get into super deep analysis, and I've discovered that there is actually a lot of super deep analysis that has eliminated a lot of information that I had, I did not know how deep those, those works are. Um, just really, really fascinating, really interesting. Um, and so I, yeah, I'm, I'm, always fascinated by sort of um, how a lot of stories and archetypes we we view you know there's there's still things that are in pop culture that are just really tied to really quite ancient stories um, and uh, yeah the more I'm sort of peeling things back that the more um the more interesting it becomes, the you know the more, like, based information I get, and it's it's just it's really exciting, and I've always loved that sort of pursuit, and um, yeah, and at, so at the same time I'm I'm sort of discovering and deciding uh, directions to move in next, I'm sort of forcing myself in a way uh, to move physically which has been something I've discussed before and, and so I'm just continuing that process and um, pushing myself a little bit more into the unknown uh, just forcing a, forcing a larger change uh, in my life, which is going to be, you know, uh, physical move, which is, which is quite fascinating. Um, maybe fascinating is not the word. It's just quite, um, necessary is what it seems like. So, yeah, I mean, a little update there. I'm, I'm, (laughs) 
I wish I had, uh, I don't know, folks to, well, what I find is, one of the things I found quite interesting in the last several weeks is when it comes to like information or story or just things I'm like really, really interested in, the the less popular that is. So if we were talking about like YouTube, for example, a channel that has like the most detailed analysis about a specific subject and who is just spot on with their analysis you know there's times you can just tell where you're like oh this makes sense like the way that this person is breaking down this information it just it's correct you can just tell you know it's it's sort of rare but when you you come across that it's, it's, it's a nice experience but what I've also noticed is that the view counts on those types of videos are much, 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 much lower than, you know, the super popular stuff. So it's like the most popular content is really rarely the most accurate content. It It may be sort of pointing to things or sparking curiosity or sparking sort of um, uh, imagination in people but when you get down to like the hardcore facts of things or or like the absolute best theories uh, for whatever information it's like a lot of times the, the view counts are quite low it's like you know when you see a series of videos and there's there's like less than 2,000 views a video but it's the most accurate information you've seen it's quite an interesting thing so I just think it's good to note that this is because I've discussed YouTube in the past like this is this is the thing I think it's important to note and I, I want to make another episode with YouTube because I've, I've built an app that I can put certain videos on so that I can watch certain videos without having full access to the YouTube app. So uh, I think I'll actually do a screen recording of, of what I've built um, and throw that on the YouTube channel. But... Um, it's really important, I think, to, to note that if you're looking at, like, YouTube or any social media platform, that there is an opportunity to either make money or get attention. And there are, you know, I would say the majority of content is created for one of those two things. It's not created for the sheer quality uh, of the content itself. It's 
more for how, you know, how can we get views? And it's interesting, like, if you just put yourself in the frame of mind of someone who is just sitting there and saying, okay, you know, there's money to be made here. How do I create a video that will generate X amount of views so that I can make, you know, X dollars? Or how can I generate content that will maximize, you know, the the amount of views? And and a lot of the times, though, well, if you if you put yourself in the mind frame of that, and also add into that mind frame the lack of concern for whatever the content itself is. Like, the content itself is completely irrelevant. It's just more of, like, understanding that there is a lot of people playing the game of how do I generate clicks and views. I mean, this is somewhat obvious, but but I think it's, unless you sort of put yourself in those shoes enough to understand it, it's easy to overlook how much content is that is exactly that it's 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 yeah so you know and, and you can almost like res- respect it in a way because literally there are like if someone's treating this as like a business and they're saying okay you know they wake up every day and try to figure out okay how you know what content can I put up there so I can make money? I mean, this is this is the thing. Even if you look at really big creators like, like a Mr. Beast, for example, who's a you know extremely popular YouTuber, like he talks a lot about that concept of like. He just spent a lot of time, figuring out like, oh, what works. You know what gets views? How do you make a video that gets a lot of views? And that drives the decision for the content that ultimately gets created. So if you end up like, you, whether you end up like stumbling on something and um, it, it's successful, so then you just like focus on that type of thing or try to figure out how that was successful. Uh, you know, or you just, um, yeah, you just discover that um, which is it's just quite interesting. It's, it's different than being sort of creative for creativity's sake. And uh, which is just a whole thing. Because if you're trying to create something that's both creative and profitable, <laughs> you know, it's almost like it, it's it's quite an interesting balance and I think we've been seeing this play out with a lot of like movies and entertainment specifically like if you think about a lot of movies that have been released lately you know Hollywood studios have um, have a lot more competition these days with the internet and um, social media and everything else and so they're less uh, willing to risk new creative works 
so we end up seeing a lot more like superhero movies or, or a lot of movies that are sequels as opposed to movies that are new IP because it's sort of it's more likely to be successful if it is based on something that was successful previously uh, so it's, it's like you know beating a dead horse until it stops spitting out money kind of a thing uh, as opposed to taking creative risks so you know there's a certain like amount uh, or some balance that, that, with that type of thing right you can have a new Batman movie every year or every few years or whatever but if it's if it is creative enough and original enough it can work but if it's if it lacks the creativity it doesn't work even though it's an established franchise so it, it's it's interesting we're going through a lot of that stuff generally in speaking with media so a lot of things uh could certainly probably break these all out and talk about them individually and make this much more thorough and interesting. But I figured I'd just throw together a quick episode on all the uh, things that are happening and um, sort of like stages of evolution uh, in this process of uh, you know minimizing and, and, and all the rest so I hope you find this interesting it's for entertainment purposes as always thanks for listening and take care